Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World podcast. The topic of this episode is, can it make financial sense to buy real estate at the top of a market cycle? That's what we're going to dive into, and you're going to find it incredibly fascinating because I'm going to share with you a concept you've probably never heard before, but it's very foundational, it's very basic, and it can help you alleviate the fears that come with buying real estate because so often we don't just look at the potential opportunity real estate investing can give us, we also look at what could go wrong. Well, in this video, I'm going to share with you how to alleviate those fears and to discover with each property you look at, is this going to make sense regardless of the market cycle, and can you be confident that you're never going to lose your shirt? Hi, I'm Phil Pustiowski with FreedomMentor.com. I'm a full-time real estate investor, real estate mentor and coach to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America. I'm the best-selling author of two books. My first book, How to Be a Real Estate Investor. If you're first getting started, this is an absolute must. And for those of you that are pretty experienced, maybe you already read that book, make sure you pick up my latest one, Real Estate Investing Gone Bad. That is terrific reading for those of you who are already in the business and want to know what not to do. And this is the number one YouTube channel in the world on real estate investing, primarily because I share with you wisdom you will hear nowhere else. And this is a perfect example. So how can you buy real estate at the top of a real estate market cycle and it make good financial, good investment sense? All right, well, first, what we need to discuss real quick is I am not saying we're at the top of a market cycle. I have an amazing video that you have to watch. It's a prerequisite, this one called Are we in a a real estate bubble? Please watch that video if you haven't already. But if you're one of those investors that has been betting that the real estate market is going to crash, I want to throw out this quick thought. I had a comment the other day uh, on one of my YouTube videos, and the person said, I have been betting on the Toronto real estate market to crash for the last seven years. Boy, have I left a lot of opportunity on the table. And I share that with you to say that we don't necessarily know, either on a local, a regional, or national level, when we're literally at the top, top, or at the bottom, bottom of a market. Now, I can say with certainty we're not at the bottom, right? We've had a really good run over the last five years in most parts of North America. So, yes, we're not at the bottom, but we don't know if we're at the, at the complete top. And so what happens is, if you just check out and say, I'm not going to do anything, uh, you could miss out on opportunities. What if this incredible run we've been on continues for another three to five years? You don't want to lose out on the opportunity to be in the game. So how do you do that? How do you know you're making good decisions when you know that the real estate market is a lot better than it used to be? And there's that potential that it could slow down or it could drop in value. All right, well, I want to introduce you to a concept, intrinsic value. Intrinsic value is going to be the metric that you can measure all of your real estate buying decisions against. Now, I know I have videos on how to determine property value. In fact, here's a link to it right here, how to do that the right way, and it's based on comps. But if you're in an uncertain market situation, you don't know if you're at the bottom, you're at the top, you don't know what's going on, what can happen is if you rely on comparable sales only, 
what ends up happening is you're basing your decision on that market condition. Does that make sense? Which is great if you're flipping houses. But what if you're buying a home for the long term? What if you're buying an investment property for the long term? We need to look at this thing called intrinsic value. Now, Warren Buffett described intrinsic value as related to businesses or stocks as this idea that you add up the assets, you add up the buildings and the employee value, you add up the intellectual property and tangible assets, and you come to an understanding of what's the intrinsic value of that business regardless of what the stock price is. Now, here's the great thing. Real estate has the same concept. We don't call it intrinsic value. Insurance people call it replacement cost. And if you're talking to a contractor or a home builder, you would call it the cost to build. This is a wonderfully simple concept. And it is so helpful. And you being able to make the right decision and feel confident and comfortable in that decision to buy, especially when you fear at the top of the market. So, I want to give you this scenario. Let's say there's a house that you are looking to buy that's listed at $200,000. And you do a little research and you realize that the seller bought that property six years ago. Six years ago, oh, and you're going to hate this, they only paid $100,000. Ooh! And now they're looking to sell it for $200,000. And so you start thinking to yourself, oh my goodness, this is a perfect example of a real estate bubble, and you start to freak out. You're like, oh my, they're, they're, they're literally selling it for double in only six years, and you're freaking out. All right, take a deep breath. So first, what we want to do before we totally freak out. And let's assume that 200000 is completely supported by comparable sales. Again, you've already, you've already uh, followed that instruction on determining property the right way. Now you're trying to determine, even though the comps support it, oh my goodness, should I make this decision or not? Well, I want you to ask yourself this question. What, how does this compare to the cost to build? Here's a short and quick way to do this. Take the square footage of the property. So this is the price. Take the square feet. And I'm talking about the stuff that is heated and cooled, not the garage or the the screened-in patio. I'm talking heated and cooled square footage. And let's say in this example, I'm going to make the math real easy. It's 2,000 square feet. And if you're in California, you're saying, Phil, I can't buy a 2,000 square foot house for $200,000. Okay. But a lot of other parts of the country can. All right. So when we divide these two numbers, we're going to get something called a price per square foot. And in this case, it's 100. Now, I position to you that the intrinsic value, the replacement cost, the cost to build a property, is typically at or more than $100 a square foot. Let's talk about what's required to build a property, right? You gotta have the land. You gotta have all those government permits, which many developers are really upset about these days because it's costing somewhere between 10 to as much as 20% just to deal with the government crap. Okay, number three, you've also gotta pay for the materials, right? You got the materials, oh, oh, let's not forget the labor costs. And I would throw in one more thing, and that is if you're gonna get someone to do all this, you usually have some sort of builder contractor overseeing the whole darn thing, 
And so you've got to put there, and I'm going to just put management there as well. You've got these five major expenses that go into building a property. And so I would argue that you almost, without exception, cannot build even the cheapest property with the cheapest materials under $100 a square foot. Maybe it's possible in some areas. I've never seen it. But especially in today's uh, world, maybe you know, 20 years ago. So if your price per square foot is significantly or even slightly below, the price per square foot is below what the cost of build is, that's a good thing. If your intrinsic value is, let's say, $300,000, that's the intrinsic value because that's the cost to replace. There's no way you can replace that property for less than $300,000. And you can buy it for, say, $200,000. I know that the previous seller bought it for $100,000 and is selling it for $200,000. I know that feels like, oh, you're, you're somehow getting ripped off. But look, if you're buying a $300,000 property, because that's the cost to replace it, that's the cost to cover all these bills, if you can buy it for $200,000, that's fantastic. Now, the, the current comps may go up, they may go slightly down, but here's the key. Ultimately, the cost to build in any reasonable area that's not losing mass quantities of population, if it's a reasonable growing area, even if it's a stagnant area, so long as it's just not mass exodus and people are just leaving in droves, ultimately, this is the great equalizer. Because what's going to happen is, ultimately, the, if, the, if the real estate prices are below the cost to build, then no builders are building, right? Nobody's stupid enough to build a property for $300,000 and sell it for two hundred. At least they won't be in business long. But eventually, our populations grow, especially in residential. We're not talking about shopping malls or other commercial here. We're talking about you know uh, residential. What's going to happen is, ultimately, these prices will go up as a result of supply and demand inventories as they continue to shrink, which they're doing right now all across America, as inventories shrink, all of a sudden the price of properties continues to go up and at, at the very minimum it's going to meet intrinsic value. So I hope I didn't go too far down that economic rabbit hole for you. But what that means to you is this. If you're buying properties below intrinsic value, even if you feel you're at the top of the market, you're in good shape. Take a deep breath. If you're buying a single family home to live in or you're buying investment property, I think it's imperative that every time you buy real estate, you consider intrinsic value unless you're flipping the house. Again, if you're doing, if you're doing a quick in and quick out, you need to focus just on comparable sales and just get in and get out. But if you're going to own property long term, you need to look at intrinsic value. Now, if you're looking at um, a duplex, triplex, quad, you're looking at uh, income producing properties, then not only do you look at the cost to replace, but you also look at what the, the true value is of that rental income. And although rental rates can come, go down to some degree in some rare instances, they usually hold steady or go up. So you can look at that as well. But for me, when I'm looking at single family homes specifically, I'm looking at intrinsic value. And this allows me to make decisions even when the market's booming. Because as we go back to what I was mentioning earlier, if you get on the sidelines and stay there because you're waiting for the market to drop, what if the market continues to go up for the next three years or four years before it drops? You just sat out on a huge opportunity. 
So this allows you to stay out of the trap of, of trying to ride the roller coaster when you don't really know where that roller coaster is going. You don't know when you're at the top and you don't really know when you're at the bottom. And again, at the beginning of the video, I told you the prerequisite was the are you are we in a real estate bubble video? Make sure you've watched that. Because we don't know with certainty where we're at. But we can know with certainty what the replacement cost is or the cost of build is. Do you want to know what that number is for your area? Call a builder. Call a contractor. If you don't know, call them. Because I've seen where the price per square foot to build can be up to $600 in some island areas and some really, really in-demand areas where it's hard to get the materials there, hard to find good contractors, and the labor is really expensive. So find out what your cost per to build is in that area. And uh, if you're getting an insurance policy, you'll always know what the replacement cost is because they have replacement cost calculators. And so that's another way to figure it out. Just call up the insurance agent, give them the address. They will run a quote for you. They'll tell you what the replacement cost is going to be. Really, really helpful to know. I've never bought real estate where the replacement cost uh, was less than what I paid. Usually the replacement cost is hundreds of thousands of dollars more than what I paid for property, even when the market's at the top. So buy right, how do you do that? You buy well below intrinsic value, in addition to making sure you stay below the comps too. All right, I'm Phil Pustiowski with FreedomMentor.com. If you have any questions uh, about this topic, feel free to go to the uh, comment box below. I try to find time out of my schedule to answer that. And if you want to learn more about how to become an incredibly successful real estate investor, check out freedommentor.com, my apprentice program. That's for me and my hand-picked team of coaches. We work directly, hand-in-hand, step-by-step with real estate investors and turn them into money-making, market-leading machines. And we can do the same for you. 